Good evening. Good to see everyone out this evening on this cold, wintry night, but uh, uh, glad to see those that were able to make it out. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer and see what the Lord has for us this evening. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house, to worship, and to praise you. Lord, we ask for your presence to be in our presence. Lord, we ask that you would speak to our hearts and give us exactly what we need to hear tonight. Lord, I do thank you for those that are able to come out. Lord, I pray that you be with those that are on vacation still and those that are uh, were not able to be out. I think a Brother Duke, is not he's not feeling well tonight. Lord, I pray that you would be with him. And Lord, the others that are to, uh, una uh, unable to be here tonight, Lord, I do thank you again for your love and uh, your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's grab a hymnal and, uh, and uh, let's find a... Uh, a song to sing here. I'm sorry I didn't. Three, three ninety-one. I am resolved. Page number three ninety-one. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last. is a victory.
opportunity and welcome one another to the services tonight. Let's sing page number 363 at Calvary.
singing tonight. Do appreciate each one of you being here again. I do want to remind you of just a few things. I want to give you the announcements now, and then we'll uh, at the end we'll have just a short uh, uh, prayer um, prayer time. But I do want to remind you that this coming Saturday, this coming Saturday is our prayer breakfast, and so I invite everyone to come out to that. Looking forward to starting at nine o'clock. And then uh, um, I think we might have some things around here also to do if you can stick around. and uh, We're going to try to get these lights down out here and things like that. So bundle, bring some warm clothes if you'd like to help us. And uh, I know it's supposed to be a little bit warmer, actually, they're saying. So uh, 30 degrees, we're having a heat wave. Might need to check with Al Gore about our global warming again. And uh, so... But anyways, I, I saw a post today on the on the Facebook and said, uh, uh, Randy Allis put it on there and said, this is not intended to be a political statement. But he said, uh, said Trump has been in the office for one year and he's already uh, cured global warming. So uh, uh, I thought that was pretty good. But uh, anyways, I do appreciate you. Um, then also on the 26th, I believe it is, or 27th, what is it? That Friday, 26th, uh, the teens are going to uh, Lawrenceburg, going to go uh, snow tubing. And if any anyone else is crazy enough to do it, you're welcome to go. Uh, but uh, I, I'm going to take them, but I'm not doing it. So, uh, But anyway, so that, that's going to be on the 27th. The cost is $50, and of course... Uh, don't let that be a deterrent for not uh, being able to go. Uh, if, if you need help with that, don't worry. We, we, we have money in the teen account that will be able to take care of those things. All right, yes. Yes, that, that's including food as well. We're, we were going to go to Hoosier Hills, uh, but uh, instead of pulling an all-nighter, uh, what I've decided to do is we're going to go ourselves, and uh, we'll still leave around 4 o'clock uh, here. Uh, we can have a uh, four-hour pass and then um, uh, go out to eat and stuff like that and then come back. So it's not such a late night as well. And uh, so that's what we're planning on doing on the 27th. And then I wanted to mention this also. I believe it is the 14th is Vision Sunday. Uh, Lord willing, I'll have all the booklets done. I still got a long way to do on that. Uh, but uh, Lord willing, we'll have the booklets done. Uh, then you'll see our theme for the year, which I haven't been secretive about that. It's uh, keeping our eyes on Jesus. And so uh, looking forward to Vision Sunday. And uh, we'll be uh, preaching a charge and a challenge to, uh, to challenges for this 2018. All right, well, let's uh, turn to our Bibles to Philippians chapter number one. We're going to be in Philippians probably for the next few weeks. And um, Lord has really dealt with my heart about Philippians. I, I've been in the book of Philippians before, uh, but kind of a little bit more uh, expository preaching, I guess you'd say. But anyways, Lord has really dealt with my heart about this. Uh, Philippians chapter number 1 and verse 6 through 26. I'm not going to read those now because I'll go over those during the message. But uh, the church at Philippi here, uh, was it was a strong and faithful church. And I, I started thinking about this. I, I believe that Putnamville Baptist Church is a strong and faithful church. We have some strong and faithful Christians here. Uh, but as the Apostle Paul was uh, concerned, he didn't want the church of Philippi to become um, apathetic and uh, unproductive. 
He wanted to be, continue to be fruitful, continue to grow. And in these scriptures here, Paul challenges these believers with some spiritual goals. And uh, each time that Paul returns to these believers, he, he wants to know uh, his greatest desire for them is that they have a closer fellowship, a closer walk with the Lord than when, they, when he was there before. And, uh, and he wants to see them accomplish greater things for God's glory. And I, I kind of see that's what I want. I mean, every week I want to see our church growing. Uh, not so much, I, I mean, God will give us the numbers, but, but I, I want us to be growing in spirit. I want us to be drawing closer to the Lord as we, uh, every week as we continue to grow in Him. We're now three days into 2018, and many of us have set goals. Anyone set any goals? Any? No commitments done? Okay, a couple commitments, all right. Uh, I set some spiritual commitments in my own life. I also set, uh, set some physical conditions or uh, commitments, if you will, but... Uh, a lot of those uh, physical commitments, they kind of fall by the wayside a lot of times. And, uh, but anyway, so we, we set these goals. And, uh, but I, I want to challenge you to um, do some spiritual goals and, and encourage you to uh, set some things in, in order and say, God, I, with your help, I'm going to do this. And I need your help. I think it's vital to set these goals and that God wants us to do. And not for our own agendas, for our own uh, good but to draw us closer to him things that maybe things such as this is not in the message but things is maybe you read your bible through once last year maybe you could read it through twice this year or maybe you could read a uh, it's not the the quantity it's just that having drawing a little bit more closer maybe you you said i i spend five minutes a day in prayer well, maybe I can do six minutes this year, just a little bit more, continue to do a little bit more and a little bit more, and challenge yourself to do that. You know, Jesus set the example of selflessness, didn't he? The Bible says there in Matthew 26, 39, Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And that's what we need to be praying. God, what would you have me to do as I set goals for my life? What is my goal? That's the thought of the tonight. What is my goal uh, for 2018? What is my spiritual goal? What are some things that I can set in order? See, the choice is not simply having goals, but rather whose goals they are. Should should be goals that draw us closer to Him. We must rise above mediocrity. Jesus said in Revelation 3.15, He says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. Uh, so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. God doesn't want mediocrity out of us. He wants us to go full force ahead. You know, and so I guess the challenge tonight is not to settle for uh, the status quo or to settle for uh, you know what everybody else expects for us, but to strive for excellency, to, to, to perform better for the cause of Christ, not for our own glory or for people to pat us on the back, but so that when we get to the Lord, to see the Lord face to face, he will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That should be our challenge. You see, the norm is so prevalent in the Christian circles of today. I mean, they just, uh, whatever is good enough is, is okay. We need to live a life of excellency for Christ. We must realize that God's plan is always the best plan. 
You know, we have, uh, we have all these thoughts and plans as we have a couple teenagers in here tonight, but uh, I know when I was a teenager, I made a, one of my plans. My plan was, most of you know this, I wanted to get married, have two and a half children, you know, the average thing, and then I wanted to have a nice uh, house with a white picket fence. I wanted the American dream, they say. And, but I wanted to be an electrician. Now I'm, thank, I'm thankful that God called me into the ministry. God's ways are always better than our ways. I would, if it, you would ask anybody that knew me, you would ask me uh, before the Lord called me into the ministry, if I ever thought I'd be a preacher, I'd say, no way. But God's ways is always the right ways. I can certainly agree with Paul when he says, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me, for that he hath counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. Now that's a specific goal for me, but uh, there's general goals for everyone in here. You know what your general goal is? The Bible says this, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and praise. For thou hast created all things... And for thy pleasure they are and were created. We are, our goal should be to bring glory to him, to bring him praise. In 1 Corinthians 10.31 it says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. You know, that, that, seems, that seems pretty weird. Whether you eat or drink, that's how serious it is. Whatever we do, whatever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might, not as unto men, as being men pleasers, but as unto the Lord. You know, uh, anything less than the perfect will of God in our lives will fall short of His goal for us, what God wants and He intends for us. In Colossians 4.12 it says this, that you may stand perfect and complete and uh, in all the will of God. That's what God wants for us, to stand perfect and complete, following His plan, doing His will, May that be our daily goal and our lifetime desire that we do those things, that we try to, our desires. Out. I'm going to give you four thoughts this evening uh, about this, what is my goal. But I want you to notice from our text here, notice the excellence. Look there at verse 6. The Bible says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet for me to thank uh, this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as, in as both in my, in my bonds and in, my, and, uh, in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye are all partakers of my grace. For God is my record, how greatly I long after you, all in the bowels of, of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere without offense to the day of Christ. What a, what a goal he's saying here. He says that ye may approve things that are excellent. That's what his goal is. Notice the excellency. How often do we settle for mediocrity in our lives? You see, excellence often gets reduced to acceptance, and then, and then uh, acceptance lessens to adequate, and then it lessens to good enough. And, and, uh, and have you ever heard it's good enough for who it's for? Well, uh, I know I've said that. I, I mean, on the job site, well, it's good enough for who, who it's for. 
But you know what? If we're doing things, the Bible says, whatever thy hand finds to do, do it with all thy might. So in reality, it's if we're saying, okay, it's good enough for her, it's for it's good enough for him. We need to do our best. We need to now. I'm not saying that we're perfect, but what I'm saying is we'll strive for perfection, strive for mastery, the Bible says in 1 Timothy. So we, we realize this, keep in mind this, that we serve a constant, a consistent God. God never changes. The Bible notices, it says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. This is a 100% guarantee that God says, hey, whatever I have started in you, I will keep it. I will perform it until the day of redemption. You see, today's truth has become a declared relative. Uh, There are no absolutes. Uh, What is right for me may be wrong for you and maybe the opposite. That's what they're saying today. You can be whoever you want to be. You know, there's some people say, you know, that are, are men that they say, no, I'm a woman. And some people say, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a black man. Or it's whatever, there's no absolutes anymore. That why, why are they doing this? Because they're wanting to dissolve Christ. They're wanting to dissolve the absolute truth, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I'm the truth, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. What they're wanting to do, because the thing of it is, is if they can say, if they can get rid of that, what they can, what they're trying to do is, if they can do that, then God is, and then man is their own god. They're the master of their own fate, and they're they're the ones they they want to turn a blinded eye towards God. You know why? Because it's easier than stop sinning. The Bible says, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds. We're evil. While politics and morals and, and religions and ethics, they are constantly changing. God never changes. He never changes. The Bible says yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same, Jesus Christ. We serve a consistent God. What he has started in your life at salvation, he will finish it at glorification. But not only are we to serve a, uh, serve a consistent God, but we should strive for continuous growth. Strive for continuous growth. Look there in verse 9. It says, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in the knowledge and in all judgment. Between what God has done in our lives at salvation and and what he will ultimately finish at our glorification when we see him face to face. He desires that we grow. He doesn't want us to continue to be uh, newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the word, but he wants us to grow. He wants us to get that uh, hearty meal and get the steak and get a, uh, that good meat and all the uh, from the word of God. You see, this is what's called progressive sanctification. We're not continuing to stay in this baby state. If you're the same place you were a year ago, hey, you need to wake up and you need to start growing in Christ. Little Jane back there, uh, what, a year and a half uh, years old, and uh, if she stayed the same size as, as she was born, we would say, What's, there's something wrong. 
and it's the same thing in our spiritual life. If, the, if we stay that same baby state as when we were first Christians and there's no growth, then we're saying, what's wrong? Why aren't we growing? We need to continue to grow, continue getting in the Word of God. The Bible says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Do you have a desire to grow spiritually? We should have. We should have. A simple desire to grow spiritually is the starting place of progress. See, we need to grow and never be satisfied with the status quo. Well, I'm, I'm just as good as so-and-so down the street. Well, Brother Tim over here, I'm, I'm just as good as a guy as he is. I, no, no, we're not to compare ourselves with ourselves or with others in this room. We're to compare ourselves to the Lord. And when we compare ourselves to Him, we fall short every day. So we need to grow and not be satisfied with the status quo. But then... So first we are to serve, uh, we realize we serve a consistent God, then we strive for continuous growth, and then we seek a constant goal. What is our goal? Look there in verse 10 and 11. It says that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, Unto the glory and praise of God. We're becoming, what is our goal to become more like Christ? You know, the Bible says they were first called Christians in Antioch. Why? Because they were Christ like. What, accomplish, what a, what a uh, compliment for someone to say, you know what, those folks down there at Putnamville, they, they act just like Christians. They act just like Christ. What a great thing to be said. Uh, about you that hey you remind me of someone you remind me of a christian well i am a christian you ever had someone come up to you and say you know what you're a christian aren't you i'm sure you have you've had people maybe it's because you were praying during a, uh, at the uh, restaurant or uh, maybe it's just because you were honest just the other day i uh, had some extra money given to me and i gave it back to the person said oh you overpaid me and they said, they said, and you're giving me the money back? Yeah, that's what Christians should do, right? That's what we should do. And it's not, hey, losers, weepers. You know, it's, it's being honest and sincere, having integrity and character. You see, becoming more like Christ is impossible without his help. You realize that we can't do anything without his help. You know, the Bible says not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our su sufficiency is of God. That's where we, where we find that Christ-likeness. Our goal, however, is to mature into the likeness of our Savior, to be more like Him. Ephesians 4.13 says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness, fullness of Christ. Let me ask you this evening as we're getting ready to close. Are you like Christ? What is your goal for 2018? I hope that you set some physical goals and I, I hope that uh, maybe you will... Achieve those goals, but more importantly than setting goals is, is uh, achieving those goals. 
I, I challenge you all to, to search your heart and find what God would have you to do to draw you that much closer to the Lord. Whether it's in reading your Bible, maybe you, uh, you say, I'll, I read for five minutes a day. Well, I'm going to read for six this year. Just challenge yourself a little bit more. It should be a constant challenge to yourself. And then next year, don't be satisfied with just six minutes. Then go to seven minutes. Always challenge yourself. It's not going to hurt us to draw that much closer to God. Matter of fact, it will help us in most cases. challenge tonight is what is my goal? What is my goal for 2018? What is my spiritual goal? To read the Bible more? to pray more, to get closer to God. That should be our goal. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed tonight. Challenge is to draw closer to the Lord. I hope that each one of you have decided that you're going to do that without even the sermon being preached, but you've decided... God, I want, to, I want to be pleased in your sight. I want to draw closer to you this year. Maybe you're here this evening and you say, Pastor, that's my prayer. I want, to, I want to draw, hey, I didn't get into it tonight, but I probably will next week. But you know the trials and troubles that Paul faced? You know what those things did? They drawed him that much closer to the Lord. Some of you have gone through some great trials and troubles. Let me challenge you. And remind you that those trials and troubles can draw you that much closer to him, to the Lord. But you're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I want to, I wanna, that's my goal for 2018, to become closer to the Lord than I was last year. Thank you. Anyone else? Yes. Thank you all across the room. I hope that's all of our challenge. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, to do again, thank you for this opportunity Lord, I believe almost I believe every hand went up, uh, wanting to draw closer to you, wanting to be pleasing in your sight. And God, I pray as that's our challenge, Lord, that Lord, that you with your help we can do that. I can't do it on my own, and no one in this room can do that. We need your help. And Lord, we give it to you asking for your help tonight, wanting not to settle for mediocrity, but Lord, that we would that we would strive for excellency. Strive for mastery. Lord, I pray that, Lord, that you would just help us to do that, to accomplish it for your glory, not for ours, but for yours. Thank you again for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Brother Adam's going to play softly. God spoke to your heart. You can pray at your seat. You can come forward, whatever, however the Lord deals with you. here um i would ask that you would remember brother duke he said he was not feeling well today uh, so you pray for brother duke i also uh, do appreciate your prayers for my dad he is feeling better uh, out of the hospital doing better and I do ask that you would just uh, 
appreciate your prayers for him and continue to pray for him. He's had a pretty rough um, last couple weeks. Uh, his sister passed away just before Thanksgiving. His brother passed away just after Christmas, and then he got pneumonia. And so just a little bit down, so I would ask that you would continue to pray for my dad. All right. Someone else have a prayer request? Yes, Miss Lisa. Okay, pray for the jury family. Also pray for, um, I heard Miss Kimberly uh, was, I believe, got the flu bug. So you pray for Miss Kimberly. She's uh, uh, would be here if she was able to, uh, but you pray for her. And that's going around right now. And so you pray for those that are that are sick. I know Brother Greg and Miss Suzanne should be traveling home this weekend, I believe. And so you pray for them and others that are traveling. All right, anyone else? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, again, thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you for this uh, church and, Lord, for the folks that... Uh, you have blessed us with. Lord, we ask that you would just be with each one of them. And I know that uh, no doubt there's probably a prayer request on each heart, and uh, whether they be unspoken, uh, illness, or uh, Lord, for spiritual conditions, Lord, I pray that you would just, uh, Lord, that you would meet those needs according to your will. Lord, the most pertinent uh, prayer requests are those that need to be saved. And Lord, I pray that you would just be with those. Uh, in that need uh, tonight, Lord, I do ask that you would be with uh, Brother Duke as he's not feeling well, and my dad as he's uh, not just not feeling well, but just uh, discouraged. And Lord, I pray that you would just uh, just uh, encourage him. Lord, I ask that you be with the jury family in this time of trials and troubles. Lord, I pray that you would just meet their needs. Lord, I do ask that you be with Miss Kimberly and all those that are sick with this flu bug. Lord, I pray that you would just. Uh, bring them back to the next appointed time. Thank you, Lord, again for our church, and thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you so much for being here tonight. If you do have an offering, you can just lay it in the plate, and uh, we'll be dismissed. Let's all stand. And Brother Tim, you close us in a word of prayer, and uh, I do appreciate, again, you being here tonight. Father, that you would reach out and meet those needs as only you can, Father, in Jesus' name.